At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Craig Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. It is our number two of the Greg Peterson experience on VEASAN, the Esports Betting Network, and we've got a tremendous hour for you guys. We're going to be joined in 15 minutes by David Baker. He is the 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion. On top of that, you may recognize him from the World Poker Tour as he is a professional poker player that has made a lot of final tables, has made a lot of telecasts. He's going to be joining me in 15 minutes. We're going to be recapping everything that we saw from the divisional round of the, or the wild card round of the playoffs, turning it forward to the divisional round, and I'll get his thoughts on Monday Night Football as well here in the back half of the hour. But got to give you guys a little bit in terms of some college basketballs. We've got a good slate of basketball, whether you're an NBA fan or a college fan. It's Martin Luther King Day on Monday, so that means that we've got a lot of action on the hardwood. So you guys are going to be treated to that, and we're going to be looking to say hi with our DK Nation picks. We've been... Hot and cold. We've been sort of like the Katy Perry song, to say the least. Now we've been able to reel off a few straight wins, and we're going to be looking to keep it going. And got to keep it going because the men behind the scenes, they always do their part. So I need to do my part. You've got my producer, Dan Miller. He does absolutely tremendous work. He and Jason Kahn do amazing, an amazing job just being able to book, book all these guests like David Baker. is going to be coming up in 15 minutes. And just in general, keeping me in line. That is not an easy task, yet they do so, and they do so with a smile. So we do appreciate that. All of you listening, whether that be on vcin.com, now on SportsMap Radio, you're able to go down the list. Our audio engineer, Taylor, has got you guys covered there. Everything that you see from the Greg Peterson experience, that is up in terms of graphic-wise. Thanks to our good friend, Dakota. Whether you're watching on vcin.com, YouTube TV, you're able to go down your list of providers and every single show that is that is up here on VSIN every hour it is on our VSIN best bets feed you're able to get that wherever you find podcasts Apple Podcasts Google Play list goes on and on you're able to download every hour of every show whether that be the Greg Peterson experience follow the money a numbers game you're able to go down the line and it is Sean that does a great job posting up all that and Time for us to do a great job of taking a look at some college basketball, something that I truly do love, and a nice, relaxing last few days after north of 150 games on Saturday. These days are very, very rambunctious. I personally wish we could get a few more of these 
Saturday games get pushed to Sunday because when you have 150 games one day and then you got less than 20 the next day, it's like, yay. We, we could use a few more Sunday games, but that said, we do have a nice slate for Monday, and we've got a good one that's going to be going down in the ACC. 885-886. Syracuse, they're on the road. They're facing up against Miami. Miami in most spots is a 7-point favor. We're seeing a straight 7.5 at DraftKings with your total anywhere between 149.5 and 150. We're going to be taking a look at the under with you right up in this spot. I set my total more around a 144.5, and the biggest reason why is that you've got two mid-tempo teams. With Syracuse, they're right in the neighborhood about 142nd in terms of possessions per game. At the very least, they were going into Sunday. That might move up or down a slot, but they're right around that in terms of your 363 D1 teams. Miami, darn near in the middle of all of college basketball at 168th in terms of possessions per game. And for Syracuse, they've left a little bit of something to be desired on the defensive end this year. 126th in the country in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis, but they've done a good job of really not breaking as they have yet to allow an opponent to exceed 73 points in their most recent five games. And they've allowed more than 73 points in just two games have ended in regulation this year. So Syracuse has been able to do a rock solid job of that. And I do think that the orange are going to be seeing some regression with their three point shooting. They start out the year in their first 13 games of the season, shooting 32.8% from three point range and overall on the road this year, they're shooting 33% from three they have hit just a complete and utter sizzler in their last five games, going 39 of 81 from three-point range. I do think that we are going to be seeing that go southward. Their numbers prior to this do not indicate that they should be doing so, and you do have a pair of guys I do like in the backcourt. Judah Minch, Joe Girard, they've been able to combine for about 32 points per game. You've had Girard shoot about 37% from three. These two guys combined to be able to give you about seven assists per game, so... They've been rock solid, and part of the reason why I do like this under as well is that Jesse Edwards has done a very good job down low for this team. Jesse Edwards, right in that neighborhood, about 13 points, 11 rebounds per game is 11 rebounds. In the top 10 in all of college basketball, 2.9 blocks per game. That is fourth in all of college basketball. He's going to be matched up with no Chad Omier, who's been able to give Miami right around 14 points, 9 rebounds per game, and the backcourt of Miami. They do one thing really well on defense, and that's generate seals. They get a little bit over eight per contest with Isaiah Wong and Jordan Miller, your top two scorers for this Miami team, combining for about 31, 32 points per game. They've been able to do a nice job with three steals per game. And Nigel Pack, he's been, well, not backing in the numbers that you'd expect. He was very good with Kansas State last year. He came into some prominence because of the NIL deal that became, that became very, very notable through just the channels of communications. But that said, he's only been able to give the team about 11.5 points per game, chips in there a seal per contest. Was expecting a little bit more out of him. And as we know, Syracuse, good luck getting any bench production whatsoever. Jim Bayheim very much runs about a five and a half man rotation, and that's about it. They've been going a little bit deeper into their bench this season. I do think that that's going to be to their detriment. They're going up against a Miami team that, is coming off of an overtime game barely over 48 hours ago against NC State on Saturday. They lost the game in overtime, so that should take a little bit out of them. Syracuse, they recently just played about 48 hours ago as well, so it's a little bit of a tight turnaround for both of these teams. I do think that it's a little bit of a sleepy spot in general for both of these offenses. I set my total more around 144.5. My write-up is going to be on the under, and I do think that the depth that you've got with this Miami team as compared to that of Syracuse is going to be voting in their favor. And I do think that a Miami team that has a lot of opponents to shoot 32% from three-point range this season is going to do a solid job being able to guard this orange team. I set Miami as an eight and a half point favorite. So I'm going to be willing to lay the seven that I'm seeing in most spots right now and my write-up that is going to be on this total under. So we've got that all squared away. Let's take a look at another very notable game. That's going to be going down on Monday, and this one is towards the earlier part of the card. This is 11.30 a.m. Pacific, 2.30 p.m. Eastern time. Tip, Purdue, they're on the road against Michigan State. 8.63, 8.64 on the betting board with Purdue. They opened up a 4.5-point favorite. This has dropped, and this has dropped quite a bit. Now you're finding between 3 and 3.5 three and with mostly 3s on the board and a total of 133.5. On the opener at four and a half, it was my buy point 
on uh, Michigan State, but I think that we've dropped a little bit too low. I'm willing to lay, especially at three with Purdue. I set this number at four personally with Purdue. I think that they clawed this game and they went out right because they've right now got by far the best player in all of college basketball, and that would be Zach Eady. Zach Eady, giant of the earth, leading all of college basketball with over 13 rebounds per game, nearly 22 points per contest. He chips in their two blocks per game. Before I go any further, by the way, I do want to note that you want to be taking a look at these tip times in college basketball because typically on weekdays, you don't have too many early games. With this Monday card, a lot of these games are going to be very early. You're going to be having college basketball all day long, so do make sure to check your tip times. Don't be like, oh boy, I'm going to... Bet this Michigan State versus Purdue game 10 minutes before the 4 p.m. Oh, it's not a 4 p.m. tip. It's 11.30 a.m. Pacific time with the tip. So just be sure that you are checking these out so that way you actually get a bet down on the game that you want to. It sounds elementary, but trust me, these tip times, they can sometimes creep up on you. I've had it happen to myself from time to time, but that said, I do take a look at this Purdue team, and I also have been very impressed by the way that Maybe they will get their freshman guards going as you've had Fletcher Lawyer be able to give this team about 12 and a half points per game. He shoots about 37% from three-point range. And it's a Purdue team that you've got to love what they've been able to do just in terms of this freshman backcourt as well because there was not necessarily a ton expected out of them. And Purdue, they're only shooting about 32.5% from three-point range. They've been heating up a little bit more recently, but hasn't been like they've been going bombs away from three or anything like that. But Braden Smith. He has been the matrix for the team in that he fills up every column of the stat sheet. 9.8 points, 5.1 rebounds, 4 assists, 1.2 seals, 44% three-point shooter, 88.5% free throw shooter. You do have a little bit of question mark in this game with Michigan State. Malik Hall, one of their star players, he went out with a bit of an injury towards back after their loss against Illinois and... If you took the points with Michigan State a couple days ago against Illinois, I raised my hand because I did so. That was a rough beat. There have been quite a few of these during the college basketball season. I'm looking at you, Colorado, who could not cover against UCLA. Now I'm just airing out grievances at this point. But I said with Michigan State, you've got three main headliners for this team. Ty Walker, Joy Houser, A.J. Hogard. They'll give you between 12.5 and 14 points per game with Houser. Main rebounder with eight boards, shooting 40% from three. Walker also shoots 40% from three, though he's been a little bit colder recently with his outside shooting. And then A.J. Hogard, your main facilitator, 6.2 assists per game. But with this Purdue team, they rank in the top 40 in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis because they do such a good job on the glass. And this is not a Michigan State team that's going to generate turnovers. There are 9.6 turnovers forced on a per-game basis, the fourth fewest in all of college basketball, that means very clean possessions for Purdue, and this is a game that I think is going to be throttled downward as you've got a pair of teams that they are outside the top 275 in terms of total possessions per game for Purdue. They're in the bottom 50 in terms of total possessions per game, so I see a low-scoring slog set my total at 130. I'm diving under, and now that we've got a three, I think that Purdue gets the job done. I'm one to take them laying the three, and coming up next, something that we always take on this show as great guests, and Fitting the bill is David Baker, the 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion. We're going to be recapping Wildcard Weekend with him next. I'm the Greg Peterson Experience. I'm Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. With the start of the new year, BetRivers Online Sportsbook is your home for the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you are a hockey, basketball, or football fan, BetRivers has you covered. Join us every week for new promotions like the Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and so much more. It's a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSN, the Sports Bank Network. Great to be joined by our guest, David Baker, as the 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion. And if he sounds and looks a little bit familiar, that's because he is indeed the same man that you see on so many poker broadcasts. He's a professional poker player. And David, it's always great to have you aboard. Thank you so much. Yeah, great to be here on this uh, Sunday night uh, following a very interesting weekend of football. Oh, it certainly was an interesting weekend of football. And I'm not sure what your big takeaways were from wildcard weekend. Obviously we still got one game remaining, but I think that it's a little bit of a theme that we've been talking about this year, just the importance of coaching and how much it meant. No bigger example than our good friends, the chargers who were unable to get the job done. But I thought that that was really the biggest takeaway because the teams that were able to survive in advance, darn near all of them were the better coach teams. Absolutely. I think that's uh a number one, and, and I'm a big um, coaching person, and I kind of fell into the trap of thinking that um, some more talented teams could win despite having a coach, coaching disadvantage, and uh, it burned me. I mean, I'm just plain and simple. The Chargers and the Vikings got completely outcoached, and um, I think both of those teams are significantly more talented than their counterparts that they lost to. And uh, I think I think it was a very, very bad weekend for Sean McVay and his disciples. I mean, I thought Staley and O'Connell got completely worked by their counterparts. And uh, Zach Taylor wasn't exactly that great tonight either. But um, yeah, I the coaching was definitely on full display um, and props to Dable and Peterson and. Uh, Shanahan they they all coached uh, really well and that's why their teams won and I think that you point out something very very important towards back half that was Zach Taylor the Cincinnati Bengals they get the job done but it wasn't too convincing as typically when it comes to wildcard weekend it's very rare that the team that loses is able to cover the spread typically it's the favorite winning covering by a country mile or it's the underdog being able to just win the game outright. That was not the case this year as you saw the Dolphins be able to get a cover. We'll be talking about them in a second. But that said, with the Ravens versus the the Ravens versus the Bengals game, the Bengals get the win, but no cover. What were your real takeaways here and any concerns for the Bengals moving forward? Because they've been doing such an amazing job ever since they dropped those first two games of the season. And this was probably the least impressed I've been with the Bengals in quite a while in a performance. Yeah, so the the Ravens kind of finished off my weekend okay. I, I did have the Ravens, um, which is kind of surprising if you, you know, pay attention to, you know, 
Thanks I've been the Ravens over here. <laughs> yeah, you've been the Ravens, and I've been on the Bengals all year. But this just felt like it's just I, I'm really just not gonna dock the Bengals that much for this game because look, this is I mean I know it's been beaten to death that divisional opponents, but not only is it a divisional opponent, but it's a divisional opponent where the head coach that's been there for a while, a majority of the team has been there for a while. Like this is this is a Ravens team that has been facing basically this Bengals team for several years now. And so I I really did expect a a close defensive game and just the, you know, the injuries on the offensive line for the Bengals, I I thought might cause a little bit of problems, not to mention the fact that, you know, the Ravens have a really good run scheme and are pretty physical. So I thought that they could limit the number of drives, which is exactly what happened. Um, there weren't a whole lot of possessions in this football game, unlike, you know, the Dolphins Bills game, which seemed to go on forever. This game kind of moved along quickly. So it's a lot harder to cover, you know, multiple scores. Um, definitely the Bengals got lucky. That was, you know, obviously the biggest game changer you can have from being on the one yard line to going the other way. I mean, it wasn't even fourth down. Um, so, you know, they're going to score there probably, you know, 90 plus percent of the time. And instead, flipped it completely but I I still have confidence in this Bengals team this is this is one team that won this weekend that I'm not really going to punish them too hard just because of the familiarity of the opponents um I I think that this is a going to be a pretty fascinating game this weekend against the Bills which I'm sure we'll get into in our you know third segment but um yeah, I'm not going to dock them. Hell of an effort by the Ravens, though. They went out there and they fought hard versus a team that had them completely outclassed talent-wise. And, um, you know, obviously quarterbacking is the most important position, and there was not a bigger quarterback discrepancy this weekend than we saw, you know, with Huntley versus Burrow. So. I would argue that having out there our good friend, Mr. Skylar Thompson, might have been a little bit for oh, yeah, the I, Miami I, Dolphins because I don't even, I forgot about that game. You are correct. That was a much bigger quarterbacking, although he actually played pretty good yep. for him. Yeah, it was a it was one where the stat sheet doesn't indicate how Skylar Thompson performed because 18 of 45 with multiple interceptions sounds objectively terrible, but. He was not helped out by Tyree Kill very early on, and the skill position players did not come to play for the Miami Dolphins towards the beginning part of that game. And if it wasn't for that just absolutely horrendous start to the game, maybe we're talking about the Miami Dolphins right now. The Bills, they get it done by a count of 34 to 31. And I pose the question, should we be downgrading the Bengals or not? Should we be downgrading the Buffalo Bills after this performance? Because it was, I mean, if you had the first half, Thoughts and prayers to you there. That's one of the worst beats that you're going to find in this playoffs. That's for sure. And maybe even this entire month. But this was a spot where I thought it was a little bit tricky for the Bills. And I don't think that we should be like just completely pressing the panic button. Having this data point be outweighed by like 10 times more than any others. But it was a little bit concerning what we saw in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, Jalen Waddle was atrocious for the Dolphins. I mean, he had multiple balls hit his hands that were game changers. Um, as far as the Bills versus the Bengals uh, and who am I worried about and who am I not, I'm less worried about the Bengals just because it, they still did a lot of the things that they do well. They got the ball to Chase. They got the ball to, to Hurst. Um, you know, the defense kept the ball in front of them. Uh, but the Bills just keep getting plagued by stupid turnovers. Um, they can't seem to stop the pass, and that's going to present problems with Chase and Higgins and Boyd and Hurst. Uh, Mixon and P. Ryan can catch the ball out of the backfield. So I'm a little more concerned from the Bills because, you know, if if Hill and Waddle play the games that they've been playing all year, then then Thompson's numbers look a heck of a lot better. So I want to dock the bills there. And also just Allen continues. I I keep thinking it's variance and that this is not going to happen in the playoffs, but he continues to just make bonehead turnovers. Um, And he's amazing. I love him. He's, you know, uh, he's, if not, if not the best, he's definitely a top four quarterback in the league. Um, Some would say number two, but he continues to just throw interceptions, not take care of the ball, 
and uh, just make inexplicable turnovers. Also, I'm uh, you know the the supporting cast for Diggs is really just not that good. Um, Davis made a nice catch and Knox made a couple nice catches, but at the end of the day, these guys really just aren't helping them out that much. Um, it's really all Diggs and Allen running. Uh, so. Yeah, I'm I'm going to be interested to see what happens versus the the Bengals. I'm not, you know, ready to make a pick yet on that game, but um I I do have some concerns. The Bills were my preseason pick for to win the Super Bowl and I picked them before the playoffs just because I really liked the road that they had, but I'm uh I don't know, I'm kind of leaning Bengals early, but yeah, I I am concerned about this Bills team. I agree. And just a little bit of follow up on that. How important do you think the ground game might be in that Bengals versus Bills game? Because if I'm taking a look at the ground games, neither team got a lot out of it this past week. But I would much rather have Joe Mixon in the backfield rather than Devin Singletary and company with the Bills. Yeah, I mean, Singletary and Cook, they do they do their jobs. They're they're fine. Um, But at the end of the day, the the. Bengals really aren't going to be able to run in the Bills. The Bills have been very good against the run. You, you, you get to the Bills through the air, which kind of sets up strength versus strength with the Bengals. I mean, they do run the ball, but, I mean, the strength of this team is is Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and most importantly, obviously, Joe Burrow. So that's kind of how you're going to attack the Bills. I think we're going to see a pretty wide-open game plan by the Bengals. Um so, yeah, I, I, I definitely am concerned about the Bills. Uh, the Bengals' performance was mediocre, but I'm going to put that one on the back burner for now. Yeah, but it was a pair of performances that were a little bit less than savory, but I agree with you. I was a little bit more concerned when it was all said and done about the Buffalo Bills. And, well, I think we should be having some concern for a certain coach out in L.A. that he's going to be employed when it comes to next week. And we're going to be talking about that with David Baker, 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion, next here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com to check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and the bets are moving for every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated every 10 minutes with DraftKings odds, so that way you're able to see all the changes in the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the public opinion and where the money does not match up with it along with the number of tickets. You're able to check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way that VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. So check out today's betting splits for every single game now at VSIN.com. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network, being rejoined by David Baker, the 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion and a man that you probably recognize from all the great work that he's done on the poker scene as well. And David, we've got to talk about what we saw Saturday night. Chargers get up 27 and nothing. It looks like it is signed, sealed, delivered, four interceptions from our good friend Trevor Lawrence. You have the monumental comeback. What was your biggest takeaway here, both in terms of the Jaguars and the Chargers? Because with the Chargers, I have no idea how Brandon Saley is currently employed as we sit down, and I don't know if he is going to be 24 hours from now. Meanwhile, with the Jacksonville Jaguars, the ultimate highs of highs, a team that they had to win so many games just to get into this spot, five in a row to end the regular season. For them to pull this off, just a Herculean feat. Yeah, I mean, um, my biggest takeaway is is Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley and Joe Lombardi. I mean, those two coaches lost the game. Uh, obviously, the players did too. I mean, there was a lot of inexplicable things that happened. Um, but, I mean, for me, the game just changed. Uh, and I went back after the game and I rewound the TV two hours to find this clip and I posted it on my Twitter. Um, it, the game changed. It was 27 to nothing with two and a half minutes left in the first half. The Chargers had the ball. It was third and inches from their own 30-yard line uh, where they could either A, quarterback sneak it, B, hand the ball off to Joshua Kelly, or C, they could run a jet sweep to Michael Bandy behind the line of scrimmage, five yards, who was in the game only because DeAndre Carter got hurt 
And uh, Joe Lombardi chose option C, which was to hand the ball to Michael Bandy, four yards behind the line, who the play really is designed for DeAndre Carter anyway. Uh, he went ahead and got uh, fumbled it. It went back, you know, about 15 yards. They punted and Jacksonville scored to cut it to 27 to seven. If the Chargers just quarterback sneak it or, you know, hand it to one of their running backs and get the first down, which is going to happen probably 98% of the time, they're going to go into half at worst 27 zero, most likely 30 to zero in this football game is over. Uh, so as far as I'm concerned, the blame falls squarely on Joe Lombardi and Brandon Staley and everything travels upwards. Brandon Staley uh, needs to go. Uh, he has needed to go for quite a while. And this team has continued to underperform based on its talents. He lost the team. Uh, Bosa was a complete train wreck at the end of the game. He cost them that two-point conversion. I don't believe they would have gone for it from the three-yard line, or if they would have, uh, they would have had to run a different play and might not have been successful. Um, but yeah, and the refs in that game were quite terrible too. Um, Joey Bosa was not lined up offsides. Uh, and there was, you know, that play just led to another play where the offensive lineman moved for Jacksonville and Bosa got upset because they didn't call the penalty. There was just a, a, a big cluster of errors, but ultimately it all falls down on Staley. Also, Bosa not being 100% because he got hurt in that Denver game where he should have never played to begin with. No Mike Williams. Then you get DeAndre Carter hurt early. So they have no depth at wide receiver. Settling for field goals. The, the Chargers scored three points with Herbert, Eckler, and Allen over the last, I think, like 35 minutes of the football game. Maybe even more. Um, just an inexcus inexcusable loss by the Chargers. And they are just aided by the fact that one of the best coaches of all time is sitting out there and all he needs is a franchise with a franchise quarterback and talent. And he would take that job. I mean, I can't see any reason why Sean Payton wouldn't choose the chargers over every other opening there. Um, also, I do have to say that the chargers kind of get what they deserve. I tweeted and I retweeted it today, but in uh, 21, I tweeted that, Brian Dable would be the perfect fit for the Chargers and Justin Herbert. They need, to, they need to sign Dable. Sure enough, they went with Staley. Now Dable's the coach of the year, um, leading a team with one-tenth the talent that the Chargers have into the next round, and the Chargers are at home. So Chargers are kind of getting – they're getting what they deserve. Uh, and, um, yeah, the Jags, you know, props to them. They did everything they needed to do. Trevor Lawrence is a star in the making. Obviously, we've known that for a while. And uh, Doug Peterson, excellent coach. They did the job. But to me, this is this one's all on the Chargers. Oh, yeah, and the Chargers should have also had one more weapon out there, Mike Williams, but he was not available for this game because of these screw-ups that had happened the previous week as well. I mean, you're just able to go down the list of inexcusable things that happened the last few weeks with the L.A. Chargers, and it's just it's almost comedic at this point. It's just so sad. And you mentioned Brian Dable. That's a good launching point for this one. The uh, Giants, they get it done against the Minnesota Vikings. 31-24. First time all year the Vikings lose a one-score game for the New York Giants, by the way. Daniel Jones, who is right now out there with his top wide receivers being Isaiah Hodgins and Darius Slayton. A really good performance. He threw for 300 yards, 24 of 35. What were your overall takeaways here? Because... I mean, we could take a look at this Minnesota Vikings team, but they got a really good game out of Kirk Cousins as well. I was very impressed by the way that he played. Both of these quarterbacks were relatively efficient, and both of these teams looked rock solid in this game. It was just the Giants being the more disciplined and the better coached team and put in better positions, and they got the job done. Yeah, I mean, obviously we can uh, attack this game from both sides. Uh, let's start with the Giants and give them their credit. Brian Dable amazing coach and Daniel Jones played amazing. I mean, there's just no way around it. Uh, Dable said in the press conference, he played good. Good is the biggest understatement. <laughs> uh, I, I really thought that Daniel Jones was going to have uh, his launching point last year. I, I really 
I've seen a lot of talent in him, so I'm not really surprised that he was able to put together a good game. Um, but this game was over the top good. I mean, he was excellent. He made no mistakes. And to get it done with those weapons, uh, just just complete props to him and the Giants. As being the biggest Vikings defender through the year, I'm glad I no longer have to defend this team because um, just – I mean, Cousins was really good. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna throw shade on Cousins. Um, obviously, he made a bonehead decision at the end of the game on that last play. But the the one thing on the offense that they could have done is you've just got to force feed Justin Jefferson. I mean, look, the the they're always going to try to take away the number one. And the last three games, which two of them were losses. Justin Jefferson got a total of 100 yards the last three games. I mean, granted, he only played a half probably of that Bears game, so two and a half games. But it's not like the Giants have, you know, the best cover corners in the league. So they really needed to force feed him just to keep him involved. I mean, when you 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 just you see what they what the Bengals do with Chase, why didn't why didn't the Vikings do that more with Jefferson? But this loss firmly falls on the defense. The defense was absolutely vanilla for the 18th week in a row. I mean, they're just, this defense has been terrible. And it's really surprising because they have some really good players out there. But to not be able to scheme up something to stop Daniel Jones, Isaiah Hodgins, Darius Slayton, Daniel Bellinger, uh, Matt Breida. I mean, Saquon Barkley carried the ball nine times. And he's great. But Saquon carried it nine times, and they they had, you know, over 400 yards of offense. Didn't create any turnovers. It's just unex, it's just unexcusable. And uh, I'll be shocked if the defensive coordinator is still there tomorrow. Um, also, I thought O'Connell got a little loud coach there. Uh, I was very surprised at the end of the game, at the end of the first half. First of all, he called the timeout with 50 seconds left when they didn't have to. They could just wear down the clock. But they happen to score with 45 seconds left. The Giants get the ball, had a penalty, a sack, or something like that. And then uh, they had third and long with, like, 35 seconds left. And he doesn't call a timeout. They were at, like, their own 10-yard line. And they should have had that opportunity to get the ball back and maybe get a field goal at the end of the first half. But he just didn't trust his defense. And it was pretty apparent the whole game that he didn't trust his defense. And the defense was bad. I mean, there really wasn't a reason to trust him, so not really surprised yep and i know that you mentioned one disappointment i this was one that i thought was hilarious from the telecast as well kenny galladay a bit of a disappointment so it's coming over in free agency and yet the giants did not need him and coming up next right here on the greg peterson experience we take a look at the divisional round matchup with david baker and if he's got anything on monday night football next here on beeson these sports betting network At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. 
This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. With the start of the new year, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a hockey, basketball, or football fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and so much more. It is a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Great to be rejoined by David Baker, the 2020 Westgate Super Contest Champion, and David, every hour on this show. We always do a VEASAN pro tip. I think that you're going to agree with this one. I think the pro tip for this hour should be handicap coaching, especially this time of year. The uh, talent level for all these teams, it is tighter and tighter. Coaching, it does matter. See our good friends, the LA Chargers, and see our good friends, the Jacksonville Jaguars on that. So we'll make that a pro tip for this one. And I think that it could be a little bit of a differential in this one, though. I don't have a lot of faith in either of these coaches. I don't have a lot of faith in either of these teams for Monday Night Football. It is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys in most spots are a two and a half point favorite. I'm seeing here where I sit at circa a stray three out there with a total of 45 and a half. Any sort of a lean in this game? Because if I could bet against both of these teams, I would probably love to be able to do so. But one of these teams is going to be fighting on to face off against the 49ers. And quite frankly, whoever wins this game, in my opinion, they're just going to be served up to in my opinion, a pretty big juggernaut in the 49ers. Well, my, uh, I've spent 20 years being a member of the Tom Brady fan club, and uh, I decided to get off that bandwagon this week because I am supporting the Dallas Cowboys. I think, I think this Buccaneers team is terrible. I mean, let's just call it what it is. Um, we've been saying it on the show every single week. And I'm not going to let the fact that he had a miracle comeback versus the Saints, had one versus Trace McSorley and the Cardinals, he did versus Sam Darnold and the Panthers. This is a big step up in competition. And granted, the Cowboys looked really bad the last time we saw them, but one of these teams in the Cowboys has looked really good for stretches this year. And one of these teams in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers has never looked good. Not one game this year did I want, did I come out of the Buccaneers game going, wow, they found it. They figured it out. Um, we want to talk about coaches. Well, Todd Bowles is as bad as they come. The running scheme is, quite frankly, the worst I've ever seen. Um, and I trust, I trust the speedy defense of the Cowboys to wreak some havoc. And... There's plenty of playmakers on Dallas to get the job done. I think CeeDee Lamb out of the slot is going to do work tomorrow. And I think that the Cowboys get up, you know, pretty decent. And this time, Brady just doesn't get it done. And I think that we this might be the last game we see with him in a Buccaneers uniform. And uh, I think the Cowboys, you know, I, I know that we just think that the Cowboys are just going to go get fed to the dogs. Um, in San Francisco, but this Cowboys team was a team we were talking about that had Super Bowl potential, uh, you know, not more than a month ago. So there's a chance that they can find it. I'm not ready to like say it. I, I mean, I need to see it before they go up against San Francisco, who is playing as good as anybody in the league, probably better than anybody in the league, to be honest. So I like the Cowboys. I like them quite a bit. And um, if Brady burns me, well, 
you know, he got me once. He probably got everybody else a lot more than that. Uh, I've been on more good sides of Brady wins than bad. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, exit stage left on, on Brady and uh, ride right up with the Cowboys. And I do think that this is something to take a look at with this game as well. If it's going to be a blowout, I think the blowout is going to be done by the Cowboys. If it's a one-score game, I think it's more likely to go to the Buccaneers' way just because in these big-time spots, that's where Tom Brady has been able to shine. And it's really the only time this year that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have looked good. Would you maybe recommend a little bit of in-game betting if this is a one-score game? Because I could see that being a good angle to take a look at in this game because I could see the Buccaneers being able to win thanks to a two-minute drive by Tom Brady, which is how... The Buccaneers have won darn near all of these games. Meanwhile, if the Dallas Cowboys get up multiple scores early on, it's going to be curtains. Well, I don't recommend putting $1.4 million on the Cowboys. No! If they're up, <laughs> if they're up, if they're up 20, they'll win 11000 <laughs> uh, So, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think there's, there's always hope for Brady to make the comeback, so I don't know if I'd just pile on the live, the live betting or, or not. I just trust more pieces of this Dallas team. I trust Brady a heck of a lot more than I trust Dak, but I just think the rest of everything else is just too big a hurdle for him, for them to overcome. Um, I don't really, I don't really mess too much with live game, even though I probably should, because during that Jacksonville game, I mean, I felt the tide had turned and, and I should have, I should have been there to, to probably hedge some of my chargers money that uh, went poof. But yeah, I think I think the Cowboys get it done here. I kind of like the under two, just because I kind of feel like both these teams are going to try to just uh, move the ball uh, steadily and slowly and not have chunk plays. So I kind of think that that we're looking at you know less drives than we get in a lot of these games. So I would kind of lean under, but I also I I really like the Cowboys. I like them quite a bit, honestly. And the Buccaneers have exceeded 23 points, I believe, just once all season long as well. So, yeah, I don't disagree with you on the under. I am on the under myself in this spot. And whoever wins this game, they're going to be facing off against the 49ers. And just want to get your thoughts on what we saw out of the 49ers in that game against the Seahawks. Because the Seahawks, actually a very good first half. And for that matter, a good three quarters. But the 49ers were able to turn it on. And I just take a look at these skill guys around Brock Purdy and I think they're as good as any team remaining in this NFL playoffs right now. Obviously, Brock Purdy is not on par with some of those great quarterbacks that we were talking about in the AFC. You're able to go down the list, but this 49ers team has really impressed me, and now they have won 11 straight games. Yeah, I'm really interested to see what happens in uh, round two because either way, they're going to get a, a decent defense, uh, which might be probably going to be the toughest test that Purdy's had. Uh, he's been extremely impressive. Um, but I mean, I think they, I'm pretty sure they manhandled the Bucks uh, in Purdy's, one of Purdy's early games. 35 so, to 7. Yeah. So I don't think the Bucks can get it done. I really hope that they go up against Dallas so we can really see what this guy has before I have to make a decision on who's going to win that NFC championship game between the Eagles and the Niners. Um, I don't want to just completely dismiss the Giants because they're playing well, but this Eagles team, I'm I'm kind of leaning that way straight up. Not sure if I'm going to lay the touchdown or not, but uh, I think, you know, this Eagles defense is a hell of a lot more physical than Minnesota. So what you saw out of today's Giants team was very impressive, but that's not what they're going to be facing next week. No, it is not. And I do want to get your thoughts on this game as well, because we have not really talked about the Chiefs because, well, they were on a bye this past week, and they're going to be playing against the Jaguars. And I take a look at this line with the Jaguars being between an eight and eight and a half point underdog. And it's calling my name to take a look at the points because I do think that the Chiefs are able to get it done. I think that they're going to put the kibosh on the run that we've been seeing with the Jacksonville Jaguars, but we've just seen it over the last two years now. The Chiefs have not been able to cover these big numbers. They're 6-10-1 against the spread overall, and it's a Jaguars team that feels like they just have a lot of fight and just no quit in them whatsoever. And once again, when it comes to coaching, you've got two of the best in the business that you're going to be finding in Doug Peterson along with Andy Reid, and I think that the Jaguars can keep this one close. 
Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think that I think the Chiefs were probably the biggest beneficiary of that Chargers collapse, though. I I think I think the big exhale went out that they didn't have to play the Chargers again. Um, the Jags, the Jags are the Jags are good. They're a talented young team and they're feisty and they don't quit. And I like a lot what they have. Um, I think they can keep it close if they can win. I, I don't know if they're ready to take that leap yet. I've been really looking for a spot to fade the Chiefs, and I was hoping it was going to be this week against the Chargers, but I'm not entirely sure that I can pick the outright upset with the Jags, but I probably will take them plus the point. I think they make this a game and um, at least at least challenge at least challenge the King Mahomes. I agree with you. I do think that we're going to be seeing a rather competitive game. I'm not going to be picking against the Chiefs on the money line, but being able to get north of a touchdown, a situation where the Chiefs have not been covering, I'm willing to take that. And every single week, David, you've been joining me all throughout the football season. I always appreciate your insights, my friend. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. And um, hopefully the Cowboys can get it done for us tomorrow so we can even up our playoff record at 3-3. Three and three. And hopefully we get a great game in that one as well. Myself and David are both on the under, and you heard the, pre, the, you heard the pro tip a little bit earlier. Take a look at coaching when handicapping these playoff matchups. And coming up next, we're going to be hitting a little bit of college basketball for Monday and a nice power conference matchup next here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.